Shabbat Perigadal Mishnah Aleph. This Mishnah will continue discussing the Malachah of trapping animals. I'm going to focus on a category of creatures known as Shirat Sim, which are slithering animals, creepy crawlies. And in conjunction with this, we're going to discuss the Malachah of bruising these kinds of creatures on Shabbat. Shmona Shirat Sim Hamurim Batarah. The eight species of Shirat Sim, which are mentioned in the Torah, which convey Tumah when they die. Um, these eight Shirat Sim with their common translations are the Cholet, the Weasel, Akbar, a Mouse, Tzav, a Toad, Anaka, a Hedgehog, a Porcupine, Koach, a type of Lizard, Lata'a, another type of Lizard, Chomet, a Snail, Tin Shemet, a Mole. So these eight types of creatures have Saddam, one who traps them on Shabbat, Vachol, Behem, one who bruises them on Shabbat, Chayav, this person is Chayav for breaking Shabbat. And this has to be done for a constructive purpose. So bruising an animal on Shabbat constructively is because they want to fill, uh, they want to have this, this, Creature appears to be blood-filled, so it's ready to give to a dog, for example. But if the idea is to, to, to bruise it, is just to injure it or to cause pain, um, this person is not chayav amid or arayta. So again, so when they bruise them, it causes the blood to leave the place it was, and it collects under the skin, informing a, a bruise. So when that happens, it is known as mefarek, it's known as extracting, which is a tarada of dash. There are other interpretations of what the isor is, but we're going to stick with mefarek, which is extracting. So even though the blood's not necessarily come out from the body, it's considered extracted because it's left its original position and will not be reabsorbed. Reabsorbed. But regarding other vermin and crawling creatures, so shiratsim, which are not the shimana shiratsim, they do not convey tum'ah, such as worms, scorpions, or snakes. When the bruise them on Shabbat is patur, um, in these shiratsim if a bruise is formed because the body will reabsorb the blood from the bruise and there's no melacha of extracting of mefarek so therefore it lacks significance ha-sadan chayav and if one traps these other shiratsim chayav they are chayav for trapping them on Shabbat and this person has, has expressed specific intention to use this animal in some way however if there was no express desire expressed to for trapping this animal, it was not for specific need. Pator, this person is pator because these animals are not com- commonly trapped for their use because their skin is thin and useless. So these other shirasim were not commonly trapped for their skin or other use. So therefore, it was not necessarily trapped for its defined purpose, so therefore this person is pator. However, the shmana shiratsim were often trapped for their skin because they were thick and they were usable. So therefore, even if someone doesn't necessarily express their desire in trapping these other shiratsim, the shimona shiratsim, they would be chayav because it was very commonly used for their, their skin was commonly used for purposes. Now we're going to dis- continue to discuss the melacha of trapping and bruising in regard to wildlife and birds. Chayav off shibru shota. So you have wild animals and birds that is under someone's control. Okay, these animals were confined in an area where they're easily accessible, a small yard or a house. Um, or it's an animal that's been trained to return to its owner at night. So it's considered under the control of its owner. Hasadan Patur, one who traps them is Patur. Since these animals are accessible to the owner quite easily, they are considered already trapped. So taking them isn't isn't classified as a melacha of trapping. But one who bruises them Shabbat is chayav for breaking the Shabbat because wild animals and birds also have thick skin. So so therefore, one is chayav. Mishnah Bet. We've discussed the melacha of trapping, which belongs to the set of melachot, whose purpose is to produce leather. You can classify all the melachot into different subcategories. And trapping falls under the melacha of producing leather, 
And we're now going to focus on the rabbana, rabbinic prohibition based on the Melacha of Ma'abed, which is tanning. En osin hilmi b'shabbat, one cannot prepare brine, a large quantity of salt water on Shabbat, because a large quantity of salt water is usually used to pickle vegetables. So the rabbis prohibited preparing it, because it appears that someone's going to be using it to pickle vegetables on Shabbat. So, and as pickling is rabbinically forbidden on Shabbat, because it is similar to the Melacha of tanning, just as tanning preserves Hides, prickling, pickling, preserves food. The Melech of Tanning on a biblical level does not apply to foods, because, however, because they are not preserved to last indefinitely like hides. Okay? Aval oser hu etz meha melech. But a person can can make salt water, salt, small quantity of salt water, dip their bread into it, or add it to a cooked dish. Since a small amount was prepared, it is clearly it is clear that it was only used to flavour the food and not to pickle with it. So this is the first opinion. Rabbi Yossi, he disagrees. So Rabbi Yossi, Ama Rabbi Yossi, Hu Hilmi Ben Ben Muat, but it is not brine whether it's a lot or a little. It doesn't make different how much it is. They're both salt water. So people will assume that salt water is permitted because if it's small amounts and therefore, they'll conclude that any forbidden Shabbat activity can be done in, in a small amount. You can't make a hilmi, the, the large amount of, of, of brine, but you can make a small amount. So therefore, you can, you can make something that's prohibited if it's in a small amount. So people might do that. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yossi, even the small amount should be prohibited. So, however, rather, this is the type of salt water that can be permitted for one to repair. One first adds add oil to the water and then adds the salt. Or first adds oil to the salt and then adds the water. So what happens is that the oil prevents the salt from mixing properly with the water. Thereby, so therefore, therefore the, the, the strength of the salt in the, in the mixture is, is weakened. So when the mixture is made this way, it's obviously not going to be used for preserving food. And therefore, it is permitted. So, 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 so to disabuse people of the notion that someone is making this forbidden mixture on Shabbat, one adds a little bit of oil into the mix. Therefore, demonstrating that it's not being used for for preserving or pickling, and therefore would be considered permitted uh, a permitted approach to making salt water on Shabbat.